Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining uh, with me today on the Word Broadcast. Tell you what, we're looking in the book of James in this little podcast today, okay? We're up to the third chapter now. And I do want to thank you for those of y'all who are regular listeners. I've heard from several of you lately. So uh, uh, thank you, uh, Gene, Mike, uh, Jason. Uh, a lot of these folks, some are running and doing exercise. Others are actually working while they're listening. So I thank you for that. And I tell you, man, that, that is just a very precious and very special thing to be able to do, to take time while you're doing the things that God's told us to do. He's told us to work. While we're doing that, to impart and to think upon the things of the uh, the Lord and His Word. Uh, while you're taking care of your body, the Lord's told us to do that. Do exactly the same type of thing. To have that wisdom and have that understanding. And so uh, just continue to press on in it, okay? So here we are, James chapter 3, verse 1. Now, this third chapter starts dealing with some things that initially you think, oh, this doesn't deal with me, this is for somebody else. And it quickly becomes for all of us, <laughs> Okay. And, and when we get there, you're going to see what it is. It is something that probably each and every one of us would readily say, you know what, that's where uh, I need help. That is where I fall. That is an area, an arena in my life that I need to address. So let's listen to this. Verse 1, let not many of you become teachers, my brethren. Notice how he calls them brothers again, brethren. Knowing that as such, we will incur stricter judgment. So he's letting them know something right here. First of all, he's talking brother to brother, and he says, let not many of you uh, become teachers. Uh, the King James translates it as master. Okay, The idea is that of instructor, the one that gives instruction and understanding. Well, why is that? Why should not many of us become teachers? Knowing that as such, we will incur a stricter judgment. Now, it doesn't mean that there are, aren't going to be many Okay, and there are going to be many teachers, okay? It's not saying that. What it's saying is let the only be the thing to where those who are called to be teachers are teachers. Too often people think, well, you know, I have to be in this position. I have to serve this role. I have to do this. I have to do that to really impart uh, the word to people. And that's not true. Not true at all. Now look what he says, verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says... He is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. And so what's the idea here? The idea is this. He said, okay, let not many of you be teachers because you're going to incur a stricter judgment. That, that's not, again, to scare people away from being teachers, okay? But it's an understanding that you need to teach by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, I know many people who are great teachers academically, great teachers vocationally, things like that. Uh, but they're not teachers of the Word of God. And people say, well, that's sort of strange, isn't it? Well, no, not really. Not really at all. Uh, because too often uh, we think that because you're gifted in something in the natural or you've uh, trained or you've studied or you thought this vocation is where you want to go, that then God automatically has to give you a spiritual gift related to that. That's not true. Now, quite often he does. But then there's other people who are not trained teachers, but they're phenomenal teachers of the Word of God. Okay? And then the second verse, he says, for we all stumble in many ways. Well, what's the stumbling that he's talking about? Well, it seems to be carrying the idea. Well, he tells us point blank of 
of speaking. Let me just read it again. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. So that's coming out of the context of the first verse of speaking. So it seems to be, let not many of you be uh, teachers because you're going to incur a stricter judgment. We all will misspeak. And even when you teach, you're going to misspeak and say things wrong. And he's saying this, everybody stumbles in this. If anyone doesn't stumble in what he said, then he's become a perfect man and he's able to bridle the whole body as well. A lot of times people say, well, that's impossible. You can't be perfect. Well, no, what it's speaking of here is that you are a complete man. Okay, you're complete. You're whole. You're pressing on. It's not talking about perfection, okay, but it's talking about the fact that you're able to bridle the whole body as well. If you're able to control your speech, if you're able to control what you say, then you're going to be able to control the whole body. <coughs> and notice how the phrase he uses, excuse me there. He's able to bridle the body. And then he starts moving into a couple of examples and really the balance of the chapter, he's speaking about something else which applies to everybody, okay? It's not just the teachers. And so I, we can't cover it all in one session. I don't want to. It'll probably take two or three, as a matter of fact. But I want you to see where it's headed. Verse 3. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Oh, so it's showing how that what comes, that the bit that is in the horse's mouth is what guides the entire body. We can have control over that. That's coming out of what he just said, that if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect, complete man, and he's able to bridle the whole body. He's able to control and direct his entire body. Then he gives another picture, verse 4. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they are directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So, you know, you look at the flow of this and say, well, what's being said here? He starts off with the first verse saying, let not many of you be teachers because you're going to incur, teachers incur a stricter judgment because of what you say, because of what you communicate. Verse 2, he says, everybody stumbles in what we say, but if you don't stumble in what you say, then you're perfect, you're growing in maturity and completeness, and you're able to bridle the whole body. And then he uses the example of a horse with a bit in his mouth and a bridle. He uses the example of a ship with a rudder. And he's saying that that rudder is able to guide that huge ship in whatever direction it needs to go in. So what is he talking about? Well, he finally cuts to the chase here in verse 5. So also. So it's a little term, a conclusion right here. In other words, in light of what I've been saying, what, what I've been leading up to is this. So also. The tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. Ah. <laughs> so here's where he's going. He's going with the tongue. He's going, and then the balance of the chapter, he gets in all sorts of details, which we'll look at later, of what is caused by the tongue and what's happening. He's saying something to these believers. These believers are coming out of Judaism. They've been saved. They've been persecuted. They have been scattered, okay? Some things have happened with them. But he's showing them how they need to relate to one another. He's using it coming out of the context. Hey, he said, not let many of you be teachers because you're going to incur a strict wrath. There's sort of an undercurrent here that a lot of them were seeking to be teachers and telling one another what to do. And he says, you know what? You need to control yourself to start with. 
You know, if you don't stumble in what you say, you're a perfect person and you're able to bridle the whole body. You need to bridle your body in the same way that we control horses and the same way that ships are controlled by rudder. You need to control your tongue. Woo, I told you this was going to step on all of us, right? Because at some point in time, we all have said things, though it may have been just very sweet and very kind, that is something that is a small part of the tongue that is boasting of a great thing. The rest of the verse we'll look at later, but I'll just read it to you. It says, see how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. <laughs> that sort of lets you know in what direction we're going in, does it not? So in the meanwhile, do this. Uh, how about if we all do this? Lay our tongues on the altar of the Lord, okay? To lay down our tongues, lay down what we say. doesn't mean that we don't speak the truth. It does mean that we speak the truth in love. It doesn't mean that we don't confront issues and problems, okay? But we do so by the power of the Spirit and in the timing of the Spirit. So anyway, we'll continue this next time we get together. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. <music>